Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website is scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, this morning we are starting our week, as usual, with some wisdom and some encouragement from the Psalms and from the Proverbs. We're ready for Psalm 74 today, along with Proverbs 4. So Psalm 74... Um, is really, well, let me just read the first verse for you because it kind of sets the stage for what the whole psalm is about. Verse 1 says, O God, why hast thou cast us off forever? Why doth thy anger smote against the sheep of thy pasture? So basically... What's likely happening in this psalm is it's about the time when the Babylonians came in and destroyed the temple and took off, uh, took Israel off as captives. Uh, this would have been when the time when Daniel was taken and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and all of that. It's also possible that it's, in at least in my opinion, that it's prophetic about the future, not our future, but the writer's future for 70 A.D., uh, when the t- when once again the temple was destroyed and uh, these questions could have been raised. So the psalmist is wanting to know how long will you be angry? How long will you allow your own sanctuary and your own people to be destroyed? And then about halfway through the psalm, the psalmist will remind God of all of its power. Like you're allowed, like all this is going on, but you created the world. Like you created the seas. You, you have the ability to do that. You surely, you could put a stop to this. And so I'm sure many of us can relate uh, to some of the things the psalmist is crying out about. So with that backdrop, open up your hearts and let's see what the word of God might have to say for us this morning. Psalm 74, verse 1, King James Bible. O God, why hast thou cast us off forever? Why doth thy anger smoke against the sheep of thy pasture? Remember thy congregation which thou hast purchased of old, the rod of thy inheritance which thou hast redeemed, this Mount Zion where thou hast dwelt. Lift up thy feet unto the perpetual desolations, even all that the enemy hath done wickedly in the sanctuary. Thy enemies roar in the midst of thy congregations. They set up the ensigns for signs. A man was famous according to as he had lifted up axes upon the thick trees, but now they break down the carved work. Therefore at once with axes and hammers... They have cast fire into thy sanctuary and have defiled by casting down the dwelling place of thy name to the ground. They said in their hearts, Let us destroy them together. They have burned up all the synagogues of God in the land. We see not our signs. There is no more any prophet. Neither is there among us any that knoweth how long O God, how long shall the adversary reproach? Shall the enemy blaspheme thy name forever? Why withdrawest thy hand, even thy right hand? Pluck it out of thy bosom. 
So please note, that's the first half of the psalm here. The psalmist is dumbfounded. Like, how could God allow the enemy to do these wicked things even inside God's own sanctuary and in this place where God says he has put his name? And how could he allow them to get away with doing this to his people? And often when judgment comes, when God judges his own, as he did Israel many, many times, the people are astounded. They, they never would imagine that God would permit or allow the wicked to get away with these things. But in this case, God is allowing it, and he prophesied that he was going to allow it through the prophets that he sent to Israel, but they would not hear it. And the psalmist is crying out, saying, like, how long is this going to go on? We don't even have any prophets now to tell us how long. Please, how long is this going to go on? And that is a question that all of us seem to have when we're dealing with a crisis, don't we? When we're dealing with a struggle, and we're dealing, we've been praying about this for six months, or a year and a half, or three years, and we're like, how long are you going to ignore my prayer? How long are you going to allow this to go on? so we can relate to the psalmist. So the psalmist has given his complaint, like, here's all the things going on. Are you just going to stand by and let them do all this evil? How long are you going to be mad at your people? When are you going to no longer be angry? And then he's going to start talking about the things that God is capable of, like reminding God, you've done all of this. You're able to do all of this. Why can't you stop this evil? So verse 11 again says, Why withdrawest thy hand, even thy right hand, pluck it out of thy bosom? For God is my king of old, working salvation in the midst of the earth. Thou didst divide the sea by the strength, and thou breakest the head of the dragons in the waters. Thou breakest the head of the Leviathan in pieces, and gave him to be meat to thy people inhabiting the wilderness. Please note, There's a lot of things about the old world that we just, we think is just fairy tale, but it's not. Here, the psalmist is reminding God of how he broke the head of the dragons, which is the word in Hebrew, tanim. Um which has to do with some kind of monster, like marine. It could be a marine monster. It could be a land monster. It could be serpent-like. It's translated as dragon. Then the next verse, he says, Thou breakest the heads of the Leviathan. Now, the, the Leviathan is a creature that's mentioned in the Bible more than once. In fact, we'll probably get to him again, maybe in the book of Job. Like, I know we mentioned one of these one of these monsters in the book of Job. We'll see when we get to it. He says, Thou breakest the head of the Leviathan in pieces and gave him to meat to the people inhabiting the wilderness. So here's a story we'd like to have more information on, wouldn't we? Where God broke the head of the Leviathan, this, which is in Hebrew some type of like aquatic animal, some type of sea monster or sea serpent. Uh... According to the Babylonians, it, it, they have a constellation for it. It was like a dragon also. So like a sea dragon type of thing. 
And the psalmist is reminding God of how he destroyed that and gave it to meat for the people. There's just so much about the old world that's so interesting um, that we have been dumbed down about through lies, through false history, through so many avenues. The old world was not some primitive world where people lived in caves and, <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, couldn't communicate and were dumb and stupid and were Neanderthals. These people created things that we can't create today. There was beings, giants, <laughs> Leviathan, maybe dragons. But anyway, I digress. That's not the point of the of the psalm. The psalmist is just saying, hey, you've done these incredible things. Um, surely you can help this situation. The, okay, verse 14. Thou breakest the head of the Leviathan in pieces and gavest him to be meat to the people inhabiting the wilderness. Thou did cleave the foundation of the flood and thou driedest up mighty rivers. The day is thine, the night also is thine. Thou hast prepared the light and the sun. Thou hast set all the borders of the earth. Thou hast made summer and winter. Remember this, that the enemy hath reproached, O Lord, and that the foolish people have blasphemed thy name. O deliver not the soul of thy turtle dove into the multitude of the wicked. Forget not the congregation of thy poor forever. Have respect unto the covenant, for the dark places of the earth are full of the inhabitants of cruelty. O let not the approached, O let not the oppressed return a shame, and let the poor and needy praise thy name. O rise, O God, plead thy own cause. Remember how the foolish man reproaches thee daily. Forget not the voice of thy enemies and the tumult of those that rise up against the increaseth continually. So that is Psalm 74. It's kind of somber. It's like all this evil is taking place. They're destroying your people. They're destroying the your sanctuary. They're destroying the places where you've put your name. They've brought down all the synagogues in the land. How long are you going to allow this to go on? I like the last couple of verses. He's like, plead thy own cause. Remember how the foolish man reproaches thee daily. He's like, yeah, these wicked people, they mock you all the time. Why would you not intervene for those of us who love you and praise you? I mean, these are honest questions. Questions many of us have. Sometimes I see the world we're living in today and how the wicked continue to grow old in their wickedness. And I can't help but wonder sometimes, like, Lord, why? Why won't you intervene on behalf of good? And sometimes we don't always have the answers, do we? And the psalmist doesn't end with any answers or any conclusion here. He just says, forget not the voice of thy enemies. 
the tumult of those that rise up against thee increases continually. He's like, don't forget about those wicked over there who are doing all this evil. They are increasingly becoming more wicked and they are con- in, in, on, and increasingly they run their mouths about you. We can relate, can't we? When we look at the world we're seeing today and what the wicked have gotten away with on a global scale. Surely, God is bound to rise up against this evil. Let's move on to the Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 4. And as you know, I don't pre-read the Proverbs. I just dig right into it and see what they say. And uh, and hear it for the first time this morning, just like all of you. So let's have a look. It's a continuation of his words to his sons. Let's see if there's any wisdom to be had for us in here today. Verse 1. Hear ye, children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thy heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither to decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, for she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee, she shall bring thee to honor, when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thy head an ornament of grave, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. And when thou returnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of the evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it, turn from it, and pass away. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief. And their sleep is taken away, unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness, and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto a perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not what they stumble. My son, attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health unto all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth, 
a perverse mouth, and preserve and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thy eyes look on right, and let thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all the ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. And that is Proverbs 4. Now the last part of it is just about stay away from the wicked. Don't get involved in the things they're involved in. Let's look at some of this again. Enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, it says. Pass not by it, turn from it and pass away. He's saying the wicked, they don't even sleep unless they've done some mischief. Like they can't even go to bed and and have a good night's sleep unless they've caused someone to fall. This is how evil they are. They actually find peace and, 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 and they find peace of heart and feel good for the wicked they do. This is how evil they are. The wicked is as darkness. They know not what they stumble. He says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The things that are in our heart that drive us to make decisions, the things that we dwell on, out of that is the issues of life. Keep it in check, he's saying. Don't have a perverse mouth or perverse lips. Turn not thy right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. That is our wisdom and encouragement for this morning. I pray that you've been blessed and that the word of God has spoken to you and in some way this morning. I thank you for your prayers and for your financial support and just uh, allowing me this opportunity. It's far beyond what I deserve. Thanks for listening. Lord willing, we'll be back again on Wednesday. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.